to me. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. about that soccer uh, matchup there, huh? Oh, God, that was fucking terrible. It was terrible? Yeah. Let me drink to this one. Let's take, yeah, a, take a yeah, second and, uh, and uh, mourn fucking Minnesota United. It was a good run, no. but uh, unfortunately we've been relegated. It was not a good run. It was a bad run, and now we're relegated. Terrible fucking run. Well, the cream ale is still nice and lactose so that's good. So, uh, what have you been up to besides uh, watching the game for the last two hours? Uh, yeah, this is great being, content. Everybody's going to love listening to this. Just being really fucking disappointed. Just, just in life, like even before this game, yeah. you've just been Mo- generally disappointed? Mostly, uh, mostly with Minnesota United. Like even before this game, you've... Yeah. Are right. we going to get into that later, you, or do you want to hash this out right did now? Did you hear the Jabrowski news? I like, heard the Jabrowski news. Yeah, so we'll have some hot tames about that yeah, in a little bit, I think. Yeah, pretty fucking disappointed, mostly, all day today. So. Jeb, Jeb's a good guy. Yeah. Um, Jabrowski, you, you, you have a standing uh, invitation to come on this podcast. guest on this podcast yeah. if you want. Like you can We will up. pay you as much as United is willing to pay you. <laughs> Which is zero yeah. dollars. But hey, we'll buy you beer. Accurate. Which Minnesota Better United is, has never been we are able to do. We will buy you beer, Jeb Brofsky, if you want to come hang out and chat on the podcast with How us. can he say no? I mean, he's literally saying either I mean, nothing or free beer. I mean, he's got those two options. I mean, there's, it's very easy to say no because we're a bunch of uh, degenerates. But Accurate. but And he's not, unfortunately. Yeah, no. So, um, Anything else going on in your life other than uh, uh, just crowning disappointment? No. Yeah. I'm getting into woodworking. Seriously. Okay. Uh, I've, I've how's, that, how's that going for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's an expensive uh, hobby to get into up front because you're trying to get the gear and stuff like that. But um, Kind of like podcasting. Kind of like podcasting. Yeah, all my hobbies <laughs> are fucking front-loaded on the expense. But um, fortunately, I'm just um, just sacrilegiously wealthy, so I can just do all this stuff. But You um, are a vice president at a bank, so there is that. True. That, that's true. that has been established in the canon of... Uh, the days I know. Yeah, I love that you bring that up all the time. Yeah. People love hearing it. Yeah. Um, so that's my other thing. And uh, additionally, um, I don't know. My kids stopped saying fuck, so that was positive. Cool. They don't do it anymore. I like that. All right. That's awesome. I, I was actually uh, I was playing Ultimate on Tuesday. Yeah, last night, actually. And uh, I, I play on a team that has, like, several children that are running around the sideline. And... <coughs> And I swear a lot. I don't know if anybody has figured that out. If you haven't figured out by this point, then, well, fuck you. That sounds right. Um, but anyways, uh, I was swearing on the sideline at my team because they were really... Fuck We got you guys. some fucking... Anyways, I was... Some uh, white noise in the background, swearing. a little static. I don't yeah. know. I was swearing a lot on the sideline. And I believe that. And someone was like... Are you, do you care about the children? I'm like, I don't care about my own, my, my own future fucking children. I'm going to swear in my, front of my fucking children. That's, and I, look, f- I, that's, I feel the same way. I'm not going to 
not I'm not going to censor myself for I, my children. And I'm, you sound really proud about that, and that's great. It it really is more complex. Even if you believe that swearing and self should be okay, y you can't add any context for kids that are really young about swearing. So they go to school and they start telling people to go fuck themselves because they can't put it in context. They don't know the difference between swearing because you're being cheeky and swearing because you're being offensive and really hurtful to people. They don't get that, and that makes it tough on parents. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't care. That sounds about right. All right, that's enough banner. Let's talk about this game that just happened. We have the the freshest takes. I don't know if we've got the hottest takes, but we've got the very freshest ones. Have the freshest uh, this takes. game just happened. Hey, Mo's here. Hey, hey Mo. Hey. And he's hugging the fucking Arsenal fan. Hey. I'm not an Arsenal fan. Hi. Fuck these Thank guys. You. Oh my god. Baltus is a Tottenham fan. Soccer Karazzi's sucks. A Milan fan. We got a fucking Man City fan here. God. Everybody but Liverpool we, fans. We have somebody Just over here. You, buddy. We have somebody over here he heckling the podcast while we're recording. Liverpool fans. They're heckling us. Mo Karazi walks in and immediately hugs the person. Damn. This is ridiculous. All right. Enough about Bullshit. AC Milan, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Let's uh, talk about AC Minnesota Milan. United. AC Milan spending a lot of fucking money oh, on the garbage. transfer window. They're and they're and they're they're hot garbage. Absolutely. Uh, read my uh, uh, piece tomorrow. Uh, my sexy European roundup that's going out tomorrow, probably midday. About how AC Milan is fucking hot garbage. I've just decided that's how that call is going to go tomorrow. Hashtag Mo Karazi. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about this game that just happened, the all Minnesota right. Uniteds. Um, so we played the Houston Dynamo. We've got your fastest reaction of all the podcasts out there. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Um, caveat. I'm not diving right into it. We're starting with a caveat. Uh, both of us watched this game from the supporters section, as we're wont to do. We're loud people. A, that makes our voices sound a little, a little bit hoarse. Yep. B, it's not the greatest action for viewing soccer. And C, it's not the greatest See. environment for really soaking up the soccer. And, you get the and, chance and all and, that. And for we had some beers. We had some beers, too. So, um, uh, you know, upon a rewatch of the game, we might have a few different opinions. So this is, this is very fresh. Very, very fresh. What was your best moment of the game? There wasn't a good one, honestly. I think really? the best moment of the game was there wasn't actually an Ibsen tackle that the guy, like the Houston, Ibsen came from behind. Houston defender went down because Ibsen was making a tackle from behind. And it was like, oh, yeah, clearly that's going to be a card. But Ibsen, being Ibsen, fucking magically like hit, like, the, like nicked the ball out, guy went down. Referee was like, nope, that's that's a good on play. So that was literally, this is how bad this game was. That there was a, a back tackle was the best moment of the game for me. That's what not, about you? That's not good. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm struggling to come up with an obvious, uh, like, great moment. Um, but uh, we, we, saw some, we saw some good flashes, and we saw um, some competent performances. So... So let me put this out there. Um, I thought Justin Davis, when he slided, when he slid over to a, a sort of right center, uh, excuse me, a left center back position, uh, was was pretty decent. That's my best moment. I that uh, he was just generally decent. He was generally decent. He uh, he had one moment that was really scary. He you know he came in sliding on a 50-50 ball with nobody behind him, which led to a huge breakaway. That was a problem. But uh, generally uh, playing on a position, I thought he played pretty well and. Uh, uh, we needed it. We needed flexibility in the most dangerous way, and uh, and I, I thought he stepped up. I got a couple other people I think that stepped up uh, to lesser degrees, but I, I like Davis tonight. Okay. It's not really a moment. No, nope, the game. Not really a moment. Uh, at all. Worst moment, maybe a little bit easier to identify. Tell me, what is your worst moment of this game? 
I don't know. This game was really fucking bland. So it wasn't even like egregiously awful so much as it was just sloppy it was just, and uh, yeah, disconnected. bad and um, I don't know. Probably the worst moment of the game was. I don't know. Honestly, there's probably a referee call that was really egregious that I was pissed off about that I totally forgot by now. So I thought I thought we I did know. okay by the referee. I don't. I don't. I disagree. He's a dude who deals a lot of yellows traditionally, and I, I mostly don't like to see a lot of cards come out of the pocket, uh, especially the first 20 minutes of the game. All the calls that should have gone our way, you know, went our way. Um, I, I got off to a good feeling about him. But we're jumping ahead though to our uh, match official stuff. Here's here's my worst moment of the game. Uh, other than injuries, which are, are hard to fucking deal with here as it comes. Um, I would say that my worst moment of the game, I'll call it the first 10 minutes of the game, wherein uh, Minnesota United players were making a lot of lateral runs, a lot of horizontal runs, and nobody was really cutting into uh, the defense. Nobody's making that aggressive run, that, that, that deep run where you can launch it over their head, or if you're not going to do that, they've at least gotten somebody to tail them and created some space with that run instead they stood with their back to goal wherever they were on the field uh waiting for the pass and then they were going to turn and figure out what to do with it next nobody was making that incisive run or even just a diagonal run to cut the defense really disappointing that out of the gate they came out so flat and and didn't want to get involved in creative ways Ooh. did you see that or did you not feel the same way no can i tell you my worst moment of the game okay yeah let's do that. um when they announced the squad and that there were only, there were two bench spots open, is that more of a comment about you wish they would have made different decisions in the lead up to this, or you wish that their holistic squad approach had been different and that's what you're pissed about? Both, both, both. So who was missing from the bench that you were upset you didn't see? Uh, um, Did I'm, I'm mostly miss, I'm, I'm mostly upset that uh, that there's not a bench on this team, and that is on the front office. Well, and so. that comes down to the holistic thing, not just the this game thing. So, yeah. so you're upset that the in in addition to the fact that there there are probably an abnormal amount of injuries coupled with international duties, still we've not positioned ourselves with enough depth depth to overcome those things. Yeah, clearly not. Certainly, clearly not. I don't want to jump ahead here. So I'm not going to. I was going to start talking about Jabrowski and depth, and uh, why don't we let's, save that for let's, United News. Let's save that for a little bit later. We'll talk about it. Uh, your most what-the-fuck moment of the game. Um, I don't know if there was even like a what-the-fuck moment of the game. Just, again, nothing so egregious no, for Yeah, you there was nothing egregious that stood out to me that was like, the hell. I mean, there was a couple of, uh, like, Weird back passes, but they mostly were covered. Bobby Shuttleworth played a great game um, in covering in covering the you know the mistakes and all that. So yeah, there wasn't really a uh, there wasn't really a what the fuck moment. So. I'll, I'll throw you two. One of them, one of them I've already mentioned, which would be Justin Davis sliding into a 50-50, missing the ball entirely, but there's nobody behind him, so it's nothing but 50 yards. Oh, of space. that one. Yes, that, that was a problem. Yes, um, that one. The in the other, first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really in the yep. first half. That was scary and obviously ended up uh, recovering. That was after, as after Greenspan went out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right around. The, so, um, so Davis did not cover himself with glory in that moment. The other weird moment, and again, it's not, the, it's not the worst moment. It's not the most egregious, but it's the most what-the-fuck moment was uh, Joan playing defense, getting into the box, 
has an opportunity to make a clearance, and he just bounces the ball right off of Ibsen, who is also within the box, and it just the ball stays within the box. I think him just banging it off of Ibsen was like, this guy probably does not need to be in our defense, and he's not a defender. He got asked to play out of position, but that was a scary moment as well. Yeah, to be fair, Joma's not a defender. No, he is not, and I, I will say uh, I didn't include him in the best moment. or the He's not going to be a next Freddy Adu star of the game. He, he was okay for what he was asked to do. Out of position, not a strength he has. Um, I think he made the most of it. Um, and the fact that we came away 0-0 zero to zero is, a, is a partial testament to that. What did you think about Jome? Um, I don't know. How many expletives can I say on the it's, podcast before sliding, it gets X-rated? It's a sliding scale. He's not great as a left. Yeah, like he's not an elite MLS left back. But for what he was asked to do, play out of position, uh, on the fly, I thought that he did as well as he could be expected to do. No. No. So what is your take no. on that then? What would you the have liked? The fuck he did. No, what would you seriously. have liked to see him do differently? Maybe not. Maybe have another fucking defender in the in the goddamn team. I we're like I'm, I mean I know whatever. You, I, I'm Zeller, not, I, I know you've had some beers. I'm specifically talking about Jones' performance right now, not the front office was fucking terrible. Okay, so tell, tell me about his performance. He could not put a goddamn cross into the box without it being uh, countered. So, so... And so he was, he was... So, I don't really... I don't 100% know what Ishtom was trying to do. Like, I know Davis slotted in more towards the... Uh, to the uh, left uh, center back position. And so Ishtom was supposed to be playing on the left... Yes. As a, sort of a fullback on the left-hand side. Yes. All he kept doing was lashing balls in to uh, Houston defenders when he was lashing balls in there and playing way too far up and causing uh, Justin Davis and Brent Coleman to have to compensate for his stupid-ass defending. I don't understand why the fuck Ishjom is even getting playing time on this team. I mean, I get it because they have no other fucking players. That's on the goddamn front office. That's not Ish Jome. So Ish Jome is not a good, not a good, not a good defender. He's not a good midfielder. Ish Jome needs to be playing somewhere else. He needs to be attacking at like the USL level or right. the NASL level. He does not need. He should not be playing on a fucking MLS roster right now. And. You can say whatever you want. That's on fucking Adrian Heath, and that's on the front fucking front office for not actually bringing fucking people in to this team. Yep, that that I won't disagree with there. Um, you started you started a hint at your opinions of the official. So moving to the official scorecard, your rating for the match official. What do you think? I don't know. It was a, a C minus. I think he was you know he was good at calling. Uh, it's weird. He was pretty good at like being pretty level about calling uh, fouls and stuff, and and then all of a sudden he decided to start pulling out yellow cards, and then it went kind of haywire for him. So, do you feel you know. like he lost control of the game? A little bit, yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would argue that. So, yeah, he um. Again, I, I felt like the calls were going the way the calls should have gone when they happened. Yeah, and that's that's a positive thing. 
whether calls were getting yellows where they deserved. I'll be honest with you. There's a couple moments I thought that Minnesota deserved a yellow that they didn't get one. Um, I generally like someone who keeps the yellows in the pocket until it comes down to needing to control the game. I think that's a fine line. I'll give him a B. I, I thought it was perfectly adequate. And he is very um, highly ranked right now in terms of the yellows he gives, the fouls he gives, uh, and the, the kind of descents, uh, the cards for descent that he gives. Um, very highly ranked. So that he tapered that back a little bit, I was happy to see. My opinion. So what, what, do, you, what do you give cards for? Descent? Egregious foul? Egregiosity, yeah. Um, you're, are you asking what he did give cards for? No, no. What, 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 what do people, what, what do referees for? give cards for? I, I, I don't even know. Actually, it's uh, well, yes. The the egregiousness uh, can make a difference, and, and a lot of that has to do with your body positioning, whether you have studs up and whether you come in high, things like that. Um, additionally, specific circumstances, like on a breakaway, if you if you commit a foul that disrupts a, a breakaway that has an opportunity on goal. I'm not talking about dogs, so, but I'm talking about you know, breakaways, um, that can earn you a yellow. Uh, I, it's clear that referees have gotten some direction to pay attention to uh, players harassing the referee about uh, calls not going their way, things like that. And oh. some of them have taken a run with it, and they're giving a ton of dissents this year. And then there's a second group of people who just have not really this changed at all and apparently. not cared. Yeah. So. All right, anyways, moving along. Uh, the next Freddie Adu for the star of the game. Who's your next Freddie Adu award? Uh, for me, I guess this game, Bobby Shuttleworth. He came up big a couple of yeah. moments, yeah. Like, there was literally no one else who stood out. Everybody else kind of looked pedestrian. So, yeah, Shuttleworth, I guess. Um, t tough for me as well. Nobody really stood out. Uh, to avoid saying Shuttleworth, I'll go ahead and say Jerome Thiessen. I thought he had another competent game. Yeah, he played good. Uh, and, and, and he gets into the attack and, and is good enough to drop back and, and, and perform adequately on defense after he does that, which is kind of what you're saying Jome lacked, is that even when he did get forward, regardless of the quality of his crosses, he was putting himself in a position to not be able to drop back and defend, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So that's that's my star of the game. Who's your Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game? It's Jome. Ish Jome for yep. reasons you've already identified. Already identified. And here's the thing. Ish Jome is actually so Ann and I just uh, bought wedding books, which is pictures of uh, our wedding and shit like that. Uh, Ish Jome is in one of our pictures. Really? Yeah. Ish Jome is the shittiest player of this game. Wow. If I had to give an award for a shitty player, and again, there wasn't a ton that was egregious. It was just like not connecting and, and, and less competent um, boy uh, Boshkim Kadri did not light anything up necessarily oh, uh, so I guess I'd give it to him but I don't think he's particularly awful he wasn't, he, he wasn't bad like, he, he Jome, was, like put crosses in that were just fucking terrible you can say the same person you don't have sure. to yeah it's uh let me, let me say this. Um, this, is, this will go more positive. I thought Colin Martin looked pretty good tonight. That, that, tonight was yeah. a, one of the few times we've seen significant minutes from him. Yeah. Uh, going both ways, he looked pretty good. I was happy with it. When he came in, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you're right. He actually looked decent. Yep. And and I don't know if he was the specific catalyst, but the second half of that game. We were much more active. We were moving forward a lot more. The passing wasn't just lateral. It was forward. We got into some dangerous places. Didn't end up doing anything with it. 
because we just lack that final pass, that incisive pass. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe he was a part of that, I think. No, 100%. Excellent. Goodness. Uh, do you want to wash the taste of that out of your mouth, that game? Sure, let's do that. It's, uh, we're going to launch into something that probably won't uh, <laughs> make you feel much better, but we won't start with it here. We're going to go to other United news and uh, read off the hot headlines. First of all, and I'll get some, you can get some here too. Uh, John Alboga and Vadim Demidov are set to uh, head out for Minnesota United. Um, Alboga is going to return to his parent club of Gitberg. And uh, Vadim Demidov, we just don't know. I mean, they're going to. Apparently, Liga According to uh, FIFA or whatever. FIFA, yeah. whatever. Somebody's so. running a FIFA season, and uh, he wound up getting transferred to Liga On. Yeah. So, um, so that's cool. Clearly, uh, the uh, verisimilitude of FIFA is in question there. Uh, next news story, uh, new signings, Michael Boxall and Sam Nicholson. Um, they are held up by some travel stuff now. As near as I can tell, the um, the work visas are settled, and now it's a matter of travel issues getting them into the country and ready to, to, to play for us here. That's the latest I've heard. By the time you hear this, it might be sorted out differently, but um, I believe they should be available by this weekend's match, which is good. Thank, thanks, Trump. Thanks, Trump, yeah. Thanks. They thanks, took Trump. one look at Boxall and said, uh, no fly list. Yep. Nope. Um, thanks, Trump. God damn it. Uh, the, uh, one guy that we got uh, internally that was able to transfer over because we didn't have to wait for the transfer window to line up paperwork is Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen is uh, on loan from the New York Red Bulls. We had finalized that deal before. He was able to feature against Atlas. And uh, mostly, he's another living soul that can play soccer. So uh, that's a positive thing, right? Yeah. Did you go to the uh, friendly, the Atlas friendly? I did. Uh, your experience, can you summarize it for us? Terrible. Terrible personally, game-wise? Everything. I don't know. It's hot. That's I why I didn't go. I didn't really, bringing yeah, my kids I didn't really enjoy bad. it. Um, it was generally hot. And I was just like, why the fuck are we playing a game when the U.S. is playing a game? But you love your club so much that you still went. To be fair, I watched the first half of uh, the U.S. men's national team game at Town Hall. Okay. And then I went to the game. Well, there you go. Afterwards. So, yeah. How did Brandon Allen look? Can I ask? Did you get a sense what? of that? In the, uh, in the friendly? He looked pedestrian. He, pedestrian. He's, he's, a, he's a brute force kind of forward. Um, a Dom Dwyer type, but not as flamboyant as Dom Dwyer is. So, I don't know. He's going to muscle people around. He'll maybe draw a foul or two, but more than likely you're going to be really pissed off at him. So. Do you think if we have a healthy Johan Johan Venegas, a healthy Abu Dunladi, and a healthy Christian Ramirez, do you think he challenges for any spot among those kind of triumvirate of attackers? No. Absolutely not. All right. I don't think so either. I mean, yeah, he slots in probably behind Johan Venegas in terms of of attackers, so. Not in a formation, no. you mean on the bench. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's not good, because <laughs> Johan nope, Venegas is, all. again, not covered himself in glory either. Next news item, uh, there were no Minnesota United representatives on the All-Star roster. What do you think about that? Meh. 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 Okay. Um, I don't think any deserved it. If any deserved it, it was probably Christian Ramirez, but you look at the names that did make it, I think... Largely oh, oh, the right so names made it. I actually, the funny thing is, is uh, Dom Dwyer made it. 
And then uh, Minnesota United's Twitter feed decided to get into a Twitter fight with Sydney LaRue, which I wish I could have talked to uh, Minnesota United's uh, social media team and be like, hey, don't get into a fight with Sydney LaRue because she will fucking own you. And Sydney LaRue fucking owned Minnesota United. So, and then all of her fans, which I am one of, uh, basically owned Minnesota United's uh, Twitter feed uh, based on the. That, so. like you, just United don't. has had interns running their Twitter feed this year, and their tweets have annoyed the hell out of me. All right. That's my feeling. So. Okay. Uh, next news item, Francisco Calvo. Uh, we felt it tonight. Uh, he continues playing with Costa Rica in the Gold Cup. Uh, Johan Venegas was injured and has been returned, but injured. He's not able to feature for us right now. Jermaine Taylor keeps it up for Jamaica in the quarters. He was actually named, um, I believe, and I can't remember who named him. It might have been the Gold Cup itself named him to like the best eleven of the uh, of the uh, play-in rounds or whatever. Group stage. The group stage. Group That's stage. What they call it, yeah. We call it the group stage. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you think he deserved that? You watch you watch a lot of Gold Cup. Do you think Jermaine Taylor earned a spot on that? I watch almost no Gold Cup. Oh, okay. Uh, I, honestly, I Listen, watched the game. I'm, I'm just really good at like prognosticating. I didn't watch any of this fucking shitty ass tournament, other than <laughs> other than like one half of one turn. Uh, all right, one and a half games I watched. We got, we caught some while we were recording last podcast, and they right? were all yeah, they were all U.S. games. So oh man. Speaking okay, of U.S. beat El Salvador two to nothing, so they're in the semifinals well, well on Saturday, the same time as a Minnesota United game. So hoorah! Oh. Good job, MLS. You have eight fucking. You have, sorry. Yeah, you have eight fucking games going on during a fucking U.S. men's national team game. Good job. Good job. How is this podcast more negative than usual? I didn't. I, th- don't, I, I, I thought don't know. I, we've broken through the ground here and we're in hell. Uh, next news item: um, Ibsen clearly appears to not be facing any suspension for a uh, rash tackle that we saw against Columbus. Nope. Uh, of course, nobody mentioned anything. There was not also not anything where they said uh, it was fine. Just nobody said anything, so we assume he's fine. So that's the news. Um, quick note that tonight's uh, game uh, was followed with a unified match between some Texans and some Minnesotans. It's part of MLS Works program uh, and their effort to, to partner with the Special Olympics and provide uh, events for those with intellectual disabilities. We were unable to stick around and root on those uh, athletes because we're here recording this podcast. I feel bad for that, but they have an entire slate of activities here in Minneapolis, including taking in a Twins game, visiting some other sites. Um, just kind of a cool thing all around. I was happy about that. No, it's super awesome. Actually, they're going to, um, for the turnaround game, they're actually going to go, like, the Minnesota athletes are going to go out of Houston. Houston. To play another game, so, so it's a two-leg it's event. A two-leg, it's a two-leg event. It's 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 actually it's really fucking cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's really fucking cool. And uh, yeah, wish we could have stayed um, for it, but yeah, we have to record this stupid fucking podcast. So. <laughs> Speaking of stupid fucking podcast, I didn't put this item in the notes, but we got to talk about it officially today. Um, Andy Greeter has reported that uh, Minnesota United has opted not to oh. sign. Jeb Brovsky to a God deal. Um, now, before we talk about it, to clarify, the situation was that Jeb Brovsky was injured last year, uh, a serious injury, 
Uh, related to his injury, I believe, he also had a blood clot which moved throughout his body and, um, and actually threatened his life. He has come back from that. Uh, since about May, he has been, we'll call it on trial with the club. He's been training with the club as he gets back to health. Uh, and, 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 and to the club's credit, they, they helped him throughout that process. I think that's at least a positive thing. But decided today... Didn't, uh, didn't give him health care. You're right. You're right. I'm going to finish my thought here. Um, uh, that said, uh, they it, I won't say they announced today. It was announced today through the Pioneer Press that they would not end up be signing him to a deal. He has not been training for about a week or so because of the uncertainty about his future. He himself had opted not to train and apparently he learned today via the newspaper that he was not going to be facing a deal. There was no communication from the club. So the controversy yeah. there is that, A, there's not there's that poor communication from the front office. B, a lot of people felt this guy deserved uh, a, a chance because of what he's gone through. And then probably C, the comments that Adrian he specifically made in this article included, we've decided not to take the guy. We feel like we've got the players we need at those positions. That was a big thing I took uh, issue with, but I've oh. laid the groundwork. Tell me what you think about this. I, I hadn't even heard that part. The, the, that was the, that was the most part. egregious part. Oh my god! That that that's I hadn't even heard that part. I'm that's. Oh, what a ridiculous thing this, to say. This fucking team. It would be one this thing. Fucking team. It would be one thing for him to uh, say, look. He's been playing with us for a couple of months now, and it just hasn't added up. He hasn't come back from it. I mean, he wouldn't say this publicly, but if he looks at it and says he's not the player we need, even as a backup because he's just going to be another Demidov, maybe we don't know. We don't see the practice. That's fine. But to bla basically blatantly lie about it and say that we've got all the positions we need filled is a ridiculous comment that nobody believes. So I'm kind of laughing. But it's like one of those like laugh, like hurts, where you're laughing but you're hurting on the inside. This team just, this team literally just played a MLS game with only 16 people on their roster, and none of them were defenders, and they didn't think that. Jeb Brofsky could have been a competent defender. Let me tell you, Jeb Brofsky would have been a significantly better defender tonight than Ishjom. And or he could have just slid in where Joseph Greenspan was and played central defense, which he did a lot last year for us in NASL. The fact that this team is literally throwing him like just under the bus is fucking disgusting but renew your tickets cuz you get a you get a scarf you do it before renew your loons. 5th, so go loons renew your loons fuck you loons go um, loons jeb brovsky uh and his young lady are due to have a baby i believe next month yeah uh, so also that he th stayed here Yes, he stayed here, and they, they will be without Ugh. the financial support of a deal from the Fuck club. Fuck this so team. My, my, um, I, I basically said it, my, my very, very, I, I think he probably could have a spot on the team, 
but particularly, and I, again, I don't go to the trainings. I don't know how he looks right now, but particularly when you look at this team, the lack of depth, uh, there's, there's no excuse not to bring on a warm body that you have available to you. Let's, can we move on? We can. We can, can move on. We can talk please. about this all night or we can move yeah. on. So. Well, that's it for other news uh, brought to you by Alcoholism. Yeah. Let's move on to a, a look forward. There really is another game coming up, and it's coming up really fast. This weekend on Saturday, we're going to play the New York Bread Bulls, uh, a game I'm actually really looking forward to. Uh, so let's move into tactical schmack to open up with you, Zeller. New York Red Bulls, who's good? Um, well, I would say B BWP, but I'm going to leave that for you. Um, okay. Luis Robles, like, there's actually not been a lot that's really good with Red Bulls this year so far. Um, but Luis Robles, who's their goalkeeper, um, he's just recently signed a multi-year contract. He's been one of the best keepers in MLS over the course of the last several years. This year, not so much, but... Um, yeah, Luis Robles, he's pretty good. He can, he can save a game. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, particularly against a team that doesn't seem too intent on, A, making that final pass, and, or B, finishing. trying to score. That would be us, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, Bradley Wright Phillips gets a lot of attention. He has nine goals this year, uh, as well as he should. He's, he's consistently among the best strikers in the league, and that's wonderful. Uh, I think, importantly, he's done so with a lot less support this year than he set, had most previous years, including last year, you and I said uh, in the, the run-up to the season as we were reviewing every team, we said New York was good last year. They have a lot of returning players from last year, but they've added no truly meaningful pieces, and you have to keep moving forward or else you're moving backwards. And I think we were right. I think this is an entire team that's moved backward uh, by lack of addition, I guess is what I'd say. And um, a BWP... He's scoring goals, but what's the other value he's providing? You know, is he setting them up? Is he able to drop back? Again, as a striker, it's not his job to defend, but is he dropping deep to get himself involved with the game? Uh, well, no. That's been a challenge. He's, he's got ha like almost half their goals. <laughs> yes, he does, and that's a huge value. So he's clearly on well, the good, it's right? It's great, but, like, but there's nobody else scoring. Absolutely. You're 100% right, and he's on an island. So uh, maybe easier to talk about who sucks. We're looking at New York Red Bulls. Who? Oh, so God, their defense is at one point the best in the league when they're at home. But when they get on the road, they're like at best below league average. Um, they lost Mike Grella, who was a stalwart last year on the wing. Um, but he's out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. He's only played in eight matches. I think he started three. So they got Alex Mooley, like push into a starting role and he's not done what he should be doing um, so it, it kind of makes me wonder why they were willing to part with uh, with Brandon Allen because they had the Minnesota United uh, theory of hey we got so much depth we can't even maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah that's I don't know they're it's their defense on the, on the road basically their defense on the road sucks that is More true. Less, so. We'll be hoping that it sucks when they come to town. And uh, uh, part of this whole equation, if I got to talk about who sucks, I'm going to say it. It's going to hurt some people's feelings. Sasha Kleschen. Um, if we're comparing him like to an average MLS defender, or uh, sorry, excuse me, an average MLS midfielder, I think he's probably better than average. I, and, and he had a great year last year. 
That said, his production is down, and I think his intangible value on the game has uh, disappeared somewhat as well. Part of this is Jesse Marsh's fault. Uh, We've seen a lot of games this year where Sasha Kleschen is asked to play deeper uh, in the midfield uh, rather than being up involved in the attack. I think that's a huge mistake, A, because they have number six players behind them. They've got about three guys who can fill in, play a defensive midfield spot pretty adequately, and B, because he just has uh, uh, the vision and the creativity when he calls upon it to be more involved in an attack that so far has not lived up to par. So... Uh, Bring him forward. Bring him to get it. Give him that number eight. Let him be box to box. Let him get more uh, involved in the attack. But uh, being asked to play the role that he is, I'm going to say Sasha Kleschen sucks. Cool. That's all my right. opinion. Um, so all that stuff considered, how do we play them? What does Minnesota United need to do to be successful against this team at home? Well, let's just hope that Jesse Marsh continues to uh, not optimally employ his lineups. Um, like let. Sasha questions, sit back. Um, we should push Ibsen up more, which I think they were trying to do this tonight. Um, he did not do a good job of it, at it, in that, like converting, but I think uh, Adrian Heath saw, has hopefully seen what Ibsen can do if he like pushes up forward and is more of a creator. So like, let's push Ibsen up more, make him more of a creator, more than the number 10 role. Um, and just basically fucking attack. Coleman obviously is, is healthy. Great. Um, Greenspan, maybe not healthy anymore. Just put fucking BWP in lockdown. Just put him in your pocket um, like they did with Dom Dwyer when uh, Kansas City came up here. And I think we have a chance, man. I think we have a chance. And then just we need to attack. And don't worry about um, the New York Rebels attack from the wings. Like, let them try to attack the wings. Keep BWP in lockdown and let them try and lash balls in. Especially if we have Coleman and Greenspan. And it should be uh, a decent decent result for Minnesota. Normally, I would be really scared of that. Uh, The idea of letting them have the wings and then drill it in and stuff. But here's what I would say. Um, Their wingers are not great. And uh, I, I think that that's a lesser of many evils, uh, even though we're not great in the air. So, yeah, concede the wings. Keep Bradley Wright Phillips on lockdown uh, with man coverage there. Uh, my interesting thought is, I may, you know, I wrote in my article last week that, that I thought Ibsen would be an interesting experiment in a sort of number 10 role. We haven't had a true number 10. Molino is not that number 10. Uh, everybody else has played more of a second striker. I think it'd be interesting to move him uh, up up in a more number 10 creative role. We saw a lot of creativity tonight. That was actually a bright spot. He made a couple of creative moves. Colin Martin really looked good tonight. I think Colin Martin uh, plays uh, back in that number eight that Ibsen is usually playing a little bit deeper back. We see how that midfield plays out. What do you think about that? Sort of a, sort of a Ibsen, Colin Martin, Sam Cronin uh, constellation up the spine. Like a triangle? I No, because I don't see Colin Martin playing as deep as Sam Cronin, so it's more of a line that zigzags. Okay. <laughs> the so, podcast listeners do not get the benefit of my so, hand motion. So here. so who does, who does Martin sub in for? In that who, whoever usually plays uh, behind Christian Ramirez. So Molino went right on the wing, Ibarra left on the wing. In the center behind Ramirez is often like Dunlady, or Venegas, Johan Venegas, boot that person, try uh, Ibsen as more of an actual number 10, see what happens there. All right. 
I'm into that. If, if, if we have a healthy Dunlady, it's hard to say no to him. He, you know, he's done fine and he needs space to grow, but we also need performance now. I think it'd be an interesting experiment, especially if we're still faced with injury. All right. We have another Arsenal fucking crowd here. Apparently, they don't know this is a professional podcast. Yeah, apparently not. Our sponsors um, are. All right, so who, so who wins? I got. Did you did you just edit your? Uh, I did. Your pick. Here's what I got. Um, two to one, Minnesota. I I thought uh, a two two draw was in line, but I made I admitted two one, Minnesota. That's a high five, man. Some right. positivity. We All got a Minnesota right. United yeah. uh, win on the way. We are always correct with our picks, so uh, head down to your bookie. All right, you want to talk about MLS? Sure. <laughs> how, how are you filled with such joy tonight? How are you able to even contain yourself? You know what? I'm 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 almost uh, at 50-50 for my MLS picks, in spite of fucking draws, and I'm really excited about this upcoming right. week. All right, so, let's talk about it. So, last week we didn't make any new picks. Uh, we had made them all the previous week, so uh, we remain at a uh, year. You uh, made you literally. I'm looking at your, the fucking document. You made no picks. A different week, but neither you nor I made any picks uh, yeah. for the prior week because there was no games. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. So, good stuff. So overall, we remain on picks at 101 and 109 for you. Almost 500. Awesome. I'm significantly behind 500. I have 84 correct picks and 126 incorrect picks. You're running away with the season. Uh, what was our bet? What are you going to make me do having uh, fallen so far behind you? What's your, what's your If you win, what do you get? I can't really even remember what the what the bet was. I don't know. It was. We can make a fresh bet. What's probably something. It was probably something. That's your. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's think about that something. Okay. Probably something. Um, ridiculous, but probably something ridiculous. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, MLS games that uh, are coming up or have happened tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> I guess you can't listen to it in the past, so they will always have happened tonight. That's uh, true. Let's talk about the we, stuff. We, we put these down before uh, they happen, so. That's what I meant to say, but yeah. I, then, then I said all that fucking Doctor Who stuff. Uh, so let's start uh, games that happened tonight. Let's start with Montreal Impact versus Philadelphia Union. Who did you have? Uh, 3-1 to the Impact. I had a 2-1 to the Impact um, at home. No, no, no. New York Red Bulls against San Jose Earthquakes. Red Bulls 2-0 over San Jose Earthquakes. I had a Red Bulls 1-0 win. Uh, New York at home against Toronto FC. Good game. Who do you got? 2-2. 2-2 draw? Draw. I actually had Toronto coming into town and winning 2-0. So uh, go Toronto. Uh, Minnesota United, Houston Dynamo. I had a 2-1 Minnesota United win. Obviously, that uh, ended in a 0-0 draw. So. Uh, LA Galaxy and Vancouver Whitecaps. Who do you got? I think this is the time the LA Galaxy uh, actually reversed their home jinx. I think they win one nothing. I got the Va- Vancouver Whitecaps winning on the road because Galaxy cannot do anything at home. It's amazing. Portland Timbers are going to host a Real Salt Lake tonight. Who do you got? 4-1, Portland Timbers. That's funny because I had a 3-0 win, so we both expect a big-ass blowout. Finally, Seattle Sounders up in the northwest are going to host D.C. United traveling oh, three DC time United zones. Oh, D.C. United coming three time zones, 3-0 to the Sounders. Yeah, I get not so egregious, but I got a 2-0 win for the Sounders. So let's move on to the weekend. We've got uh, Orlando City hosting Atlanta United. I don't know if you saw the billboard that Atlanta bought in Orlando. That's on Friday, and Atlanta United wins 2-1. I had Atlanta winning 2-1 two to, two to as well. They psyched him out with the billboard. Uh, New York City FC and Chicago Fire, another awesome game. 
2-1 to NYCFC. I've got a 2-2 draw. They're both too good. Uh, Minnesota United is going to host the Bread Bulls. We both called that 2-1 uh, in favor of United, correct? Yep, exactly. The more I think about it, the more sad I am, though. I'm like, they're never going to win another game. It couldn't possibly happen. So I should take it back. But I'm not going to. Uh, Toronto FC is going to host Colorado Rapids. That's at least 3 to nothing. It might be more. <laughs> I, but at, I, at least 3 to nothing. I put it down Toronto. for 3 to nothing as well. Um, God bless the Rapids. Yeah. DC United is going to host the Houston Dynamo in one of my least favorite games of the week. What do you think? 0-0 zero, zero draw. 0-0 zero, zero draw. I've got a 1-1 one, one draw at least, so thank God for that. All right. New York Revolution is going to host the LA Galaxy, who are great on the road, by the way. Yep, 3-2 to the Galaxy on I got, the road. I got 3-1 to the Galaxy. Right. Uh, the Columbus Crustons versus the Philadelphia Union. Who do you got? Oh, Union are terrible on the road. Uh, they lose 2-0 to uh, the uh, um, Union. Uh, oh, Union. I, I saw Crew, Union. I got their uh, supporters group Union mixed up. I am stupid. Uh, Columbus Crew at home, one to nothing, beats the Union. How about that? Montreal is going to host uh, FC Dallas. What do you think? Two one Montreal. I've got a surprise nil nil draw. I've got a. Uh, this is a feeling of a of a game that's not going to pan out for me. Okay. Real Salt Lake, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Who do you got? Uh, Casey rolls RSL in uh, Rio Tinto, three nothing. Rolls them three nothing. I I think Sporting's good enough to win on the road. I got a one nothing win, but three to nothing in Salt Lake is just not real. Vancouver Whitecaps are going to host uh, Portland Timbers in the Northwest. Oh, uh, Whitecaps win 3-1. to You know, I got a 3-2 to win, Whitecaps. We got a lot of synergy this week. I feel good about yeah. it. Seattle Sounders are going to host the San Jose Earthquakes. What do you think? Uh, Sounders win 2 nothing. Sounders win 2 to nothing. I got a one nothing win to the Sounders. So, again, a lot of synergy there. All right. Whew. That was fast. That's as fast as we've ever done it. Let's move on to indulge your fantasy. Guess what? There were no games, so there were no fantasy results. What do you think about that? I'm cool with that. Uh, hey, but here's the question to our uh, our fan fanatic followers and all that. Um, anybody interested in playing uh, EPL fantasy? Um, fuck you, Mo. Fuck you, Mo. Um, are you? You're gonna get your virginity oh, Mo, back, Mo Mo Karazi. Who is a virgin is gonna go, like get his V card again? I guess I don't know. I guess. Um, yeah, he likes he likes uh, he likes Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apparently he gets his V card again. Uh, anyways, uh, the Daves I know, the Daves you know, uh, might be putting together a fantasy uh, EPL league. So let, hit us up if you're interested in that at. T-D-I-K-M-N at gmail.com for email or just hit us up on Twitter at T-D-I-K-M-N. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's I'd do it. Thing. Yeah. I'd participate. So there's there's two different ways to play it. You could play, like, just like a regular Taga. We could just do a Taga league, or we could do a league where you have to actually draft players. So, like, you don't have the same players on the same team. Right. So. Which I always find much more interesting. Yes, agreed. So, let us know what you want. What do you want to play? You want to play like the draft league, or do you want to play just like a regular like Taga league? Taga leagues are super fucking easy. But if you want to do like a draft league, then we have to, you know, all be at the same place at the same time. And in, you have to care in, in the internet world at least, and then you have to draft people. So yes, I'm, yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that league too. So absolutely, absolutely. You know, all right, so. 
There's that. All right. Do we have any Twitter questions here? Um, uh, Twitter questions. Oh, it's Colin's Twitter question. At the, 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 at the game, he asked us what we th- I think he asked us uh, what the hell was wrong with the Minnesota United front office. Would you like to recap uh, that story again? Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Are there any things about the front office you haven't had the opportunity to say that you want to get off your chest? I think, especially after today, the biggest thing I have to, the biggest like beef I have with the front office is the fact that uh, they continue to, it's, it's literally a year-round renew your tickets. And then they do something like today where they told Jabrowski that they weren't going to sign him, which makes me think, like, uh, do I really want these tickets anymore? Do you feel yourself being drawn increasingly toward, uh, like, a Minneapolis City? Uh, uh, I'm already a days? Minneapolis City season ticket holder. Understood. I, I was saying, you know. That it's, not, it's, not about, it's not even about that. It's just, it's just the fact that, like, this is a team that I care to, I've I've invested a lot of money in in the last like six years, yep. and uh, the fact that they apparently don't seem to care about their fans, and it's not just the Jebrowski thing; it's it's the Philando Castile thing. It's there's a lot of other things that are going on uh, with this franchise, with this team, and I understand it's. Part of the deal. You sign up for this shit. I thought this team was a little bit better than, than that, though. And that is frustrating for me. So, so yeah. I don't know. Right. My, my Requiem we d- for we, the we, we United We did have some questions, know. actually, though. Did we? Chicharito to West Ham. Terrible East London circle jerk fantasy or worst transfer ever. That's from uh, at uh, uh, Mankato Dark Clouds. Is, is I don't give a shit a, an acceptable option? Um, he, had a, he had a follow-up. Neymar to PSG. Brazilian uh, makes French League unrelevant or an, another Ronaldinho in the making. I, so I, I, I don't care. I, <laughs> I, it's, it's just so I, I think he's just he's just naming names and places. I, 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 I honestly don't care where these guys go. That's the business of it. Um, and that's that's the business of what makes soccer sometimes tough to love is that it, it ends up just being that business, right? And people are commodities and they get traded around and stuff like that. So I don't give a fuck where Neymar goes. I don't give a fuck where Chicharito. I, I, I would like to see Chicharito have some success. I, I honestly would. And I think every soccer player's goal is to find a place where they can be consistently successful. But play at the highest level where they can be consistently successful. Um, honestly, I think Chicharito would, would fare pretty well in Liga 1. Um, and I would love to see him get a run there. But that eclipses my previous comment of not really giving a fuck at all. Cool. All right. Uh, so at Misanthropister, uh, uh, he just he just tweeted at us uh, a question. Uh, hashtag Heath out. Heath out. What um, do you think? Heath out? Two, two answers. Uh, one, it's not going to happen until the end of the year if it happens, regardless of whether you think it should happen or not. Two, I personally wouldn't be ready to make a decision till toward the end of the year. I, I, there are things he does that confound me, and there, I, I think he's a terrible in-game tactician, 
and I think he's a better, say, long-term season strategist type of tactician. Uh, not perfect, not elite even, but um, I would like to see what the end of this transfer window brings, and if it doesn't bring much more than it's already brought, I would start to have some serious concerns. Okay. What do you think? Heath out? Yes. You were pretty clear about that in the last Tomorrow. part, I think. Tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? It doesn't seem like our the rest of our front office is eager to. I, like, I mean, I, w- I, w- I would this. actually argue that our entire front office should be fucking thrown thrown out the door tomorrow. This front office has done nothing. They they have they've struck on two players, Kevin Molino and Jerome Tyson. That's it. So uh, yeah. so that's it. A lot of negative feelings coming <laughs> out of the game tonight. Yes. No doubt about that. We were very um, we were very upset. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, uh, why don't you tell us? Uh, where, tell a, yeah, them where they can find hit us. Hit us up uh, at uh, on our Twitter feeds uh, at offensive loons at offensive underscore loons. That's for, that's David uh, Texas Zeller. <laughs> that's also uh, David. that's me. Also <laughs> David. Um, you can uh, email us at uh, the Daves I know mn at gmail dot com. Uh, you can just tweet at us at tdikmn. We generally that's, answer questions that's us. there. We yeah. also we try to. We, we do some really weird shit there. Um, but, yeah, too. generally, uh, yeah, but enjoy. Uh, <laughs> come to our website, thedavesiknow.com. Read about piss porn there. Listen, there's piss porn. There's uh, a, really, a lot of really awesome gold shit, gold cup shit. Gold cup stuff, yeah. That I did. Related uh, to piss porn. But. Uh, Sexy Europe is back tomorrow at some yes. point in the probably afternoon. I, I depending on how many more drinks you have, have to, tonight. I have to finish writing it. So, okay. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, just our general uh, really awesome stuff. So, Good come stuff. Uh, come find us on the internet, guys. That's where we spend most of our time. All right, we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't at all.